Welcome to It's All Geek to Me, a podcast where two friends experience popular nerdy franchises for the first time. My name is Leah, and this season, my co-host Kelly will be watching my favorite films, The Lord of the Rings, for the very first time, and I'm the expert. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the podcast. Ooh, episode nine. Feeling fine. Yeah. I'd say we're about halfway through the second movie now. Yep, I would say that as well. A lot of stuff happened. Yeah, a lot has happened in a short amount of time. We watched a little bit less than a half hour this time, but Mm -hmm. it was very packed with battle (laughs) and information. So yeah, let's dive in. So where we last left off, the kids that were from that village showed Mm -hmm. up. And when we come back to them, the king is feeding the kids. The little girl is a little confused. She's like, where's mama? And <laughs> Gandalf is trying to convince the king, Theoden, to fight Saruman. And the king is absolutely not on board. He's like, oh, I don't want there to be a war. Something I noticed in this watch through that I've never noticed before was right at the beginning when Gandalf is talking to Theoden, he puts his hand on the throne mm-hmm. and Theoden looks at his hand and then looks back up to Gandalf. I've never noticed this before, mm-hmm. but I thought of the intention behind that and what maybe is going through Theoden's head. Theoden just got out of this state where he was being manipulated and controlled by Grimma. Now that position is being filled by Gandalf. And Gandalf, though is not trying to manipulate him or control Mm -hmm. him to do something evil, I think Theoden at this point wants to make his own decisions. He does not want to be influenced by anybody, which is why I think he really puts his foot down in this scene and decides to do what he ends up deciding to do with the villagers and his people. Because he doesn't want to be manipulated. Yeah, good insight there. You know, his right hand... And Gandalf mm-hmm. was sitting on his right side, putting his hand on the throne. That's a that's something I didn't even notice. Theoden is not on board nope. with fighting. He says he doesn't want to be involved in a war. And Aragorn is not okay with him saying this. He says a war is happening, whether you want it to be or not. Yep. But Theoden is not convinced. So he wants to evacuate the city. He wants everyone to go to Helm's Deep. And let me tell you, Gimli is not thrilled. <laughs> He's super mad. And Gandalf agrees. He says he thinks it's a trap. There's no way out of Helm's Deep. Right. So they're pretty much just putting themselves in a corner and it's an easy way to get killed. Exactly. But from like Theoden's perspective, it saved them before in the past. The walls have never fallen. So he has no Mm -hmm. reason to believe that they would fall now. Yeah. And as we've seen, it looks like, well, we see it a little bit later in the movie, but it looks like it's a stronghold. There's a lot of, uh, what's the word? Fortitude? There's a lot of walls. There's a lot of walls, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very fortified. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. And also in this scene, kind of a continuation of something we said in the last episode, Aragorn is giving Theoden his opinion. And Theoden says, last mm-hmm. I checked, Theoden, not Aragorn, is king of Rohan. Mm-hmm. So I think Theoden is still feeling a little slighted by the previous moment where Aragorn mm. stupidly told him not to kill Grimma and let Grimma go, <laughs> which we see yeah. come to fruition shortly after this. Which was a bad idea. Yeah, because we, we see what we happened. We knew that was a bad idea. Absolutely. Theoden had the right idea, so Maybe he should be trusting his gut. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I thought that it was really interesting that Gandalf said that the people will need Aragorn. And I thought that was an interesting thing for him to say because we just left this scene where Theoden was saying, like, I'm the king, not you. And meanwhile, away from the king, Gandalf is saying, yeah, the people need you. Yeah, absolutely. So Gandalf is getting ready to leave. I didn't catch where he was going, but he said to Aragorn that he'll be back at the first light on the fifth day. 
So he's going to get the Rohirrim, okay. the riders, the people that we saw kill all the orcs, so Eomer and all oh, the soldiers. Oh, okay. Because basically, Grima has dismissed a good portion of their army, mm-hmm. if not their strongest army members. Right. So they need them to come back. Otherwise, they absolutely have no hope in beating Got whatever it. Saruman is sending their way. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. And then we see Eowyn, and she's practicing with a sword. Aragorn comes up behind her, and she slashes her sword, and he kind of parries it. And I wrote down he's being a little flirty, which I was immediately very upset about <laughs> because whatever happened with the elf girl whose name is Arwen. Arwen. What about Arwen? That was the romance yeah. of the first movie. And then he's being flirty. We get no context, although we do get a little bit of context we do later. later. <laughs> and I was so furious. I just wrote down he is being sketchy. WTF. He's being a little bit of a dog. Yeah. So they have a little flirty sexual tension moment. And I was disgusted the whole way through. (laughs) (laughs) Disgusted. But she says some incredible quotes. Like, does she not? Yeah, no. She said some cool things. And at first it didn't seem like... I I was struggling to decide whether they were being flirty or not. Because she seemed to be talking more about, you know, her strength as a warrior. How she doesn't fear death. And her real fear is being caged. caged. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how he says, you know, I don't think that's your fate. And then he does a little fedora bow and leaves. And I was like, okay, (laughs) was being flirty that's definitely what happened (laughs) yeah 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 definitely being flirty for sure yeah not a fan not a fan let me tell you so then we see theoden leading his people out and we see grima reporting to saruman which we knew was gonna happen Mm -hmm. just like we knew he was going to Mm -hmm. and grima very accurately predicts that they're going to helm's deep and he pretty much implies to saruman that they are gonna be weak and now is a great time to attack so saruman goes to an orc and he says, send out your warg riders. So meanwhile, we cut back to Sam and Frodo and Smeagol and Smeagol is 100% acting like an animal. Yeah. <laughs> like he's hopping around, like trying to swim through a brook and Sam is not being friendly to him. And then Frodo snaps at Sam and he's like, why are you always mm-hmm. so mean to him? And Sam says something like, you know, he can't change. And Frodo said he wants to help him because he has to believe that he can come back. Ooh, I got chills. I love that line so much. And Sam does not believe that. Because like Sam's not seeing it from Frodo's perspective. Like I've said this before, but Frodo Mm -hmm. is seeing his fate in Gollum. And if Gollum can't come back, why should he believe that he can come back? Yeah, but I totally see Sam's perspective here because he doesn't want to see Frodo becoming this person. He needs to have this ring situation end before Frodo becomes Smeagol. So definitely a little unsettling. Frodo's snaps at Sam and he apologizes and then Sam says he knows that the ring is changing him and Frodo Mm -hmm. says this whole thing where he's like it's my task mine my own and Sam's like do you know who you sound like right now and that gave me chills yeah you sound like Gollum like you're literally becoming Mm -hmm. him slowly but surely and Sam is witnessing it so cut to them sleeping Frodo is holding the ring in his sleep which I thought was definitely interesting and getting a little bit worse with how possessive he is over that ring. And we have an interesting scene with Smeagol here. It seems at first I wrote down that he's plotting evil, but then I realized he's actually having a conversation with himself. And I'm not 100% on this, but what I wrote down is that it seems like he has two halves of himself and the evil half is the personification of the ring. That's 
that's kind of trying to convince him to take this evil path. And Smeagol is trying to convince that other half of himself that Frodo's not a bad guy and that he's going in the right direction. So there's this back and forth argument. I would interpret it similarly to that. Mm -hmm. The way I see it is, you know, now that Smeagol has sort of returned to his former self in Mm -hmm. a sense, not totally, but he's remembered his name. He's being treated like a human being again. His personality is kind of split Mm -hmm. into two, into his Gollum and to his Mm -hmm. Smeagol self. And they're kind of fighting each other for how they're going to proceed. I love this scene. I love the way that it's Uh shot, how they go back and forth. They change the shot when he's Smeagol versus when he's Gollum. I think it's really cool. As a kid, super confusing. (laughs) I remember watching this the first time when I was like 10 or 11. And I was like, wait, are there two of them? Like, I was so confused. That's incredible. But now I understand uh, what's going on. Yeah, no, definitely yeah. well done. And we get to a point where Smeagol says that he wants the, you know, evil part of himself to leave and never return. And there's this back and forth for a second. Yeah. But then we get the sense that the evil part of himself, the golem part of himself actually did leave. It worked. So Smeagol is feeling so much lighter. You can definitely tell immediately, you know, he yells Smeagol is free and he's running around like a dog. He's very happy. And we see this a lot in the next scene too, where Frodo and Sam are outside. It's daytime again. And Smeagol brings a couple of rabbits over. This is a moment that I thought you were maybe cringing at since you are a vegetarian. Oh, I hate this moment a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So Smeagol's very excited and he gets a little ravenous about the rabbits, starts eating them raw in front of Frodo, Mm -hmm. who is tearing up. He is not enjoying this moment. And then Sam gets pissed and he grabs the rabbits away and he decides that he's going to cook them because otherwise they'll, they'll get, get sick, sick. obviously. <laughs> and Smeagol is just freaking out. He hates this idea. They have this funny argument over the food while Sam is cooking. And we have a moment that I get quoted at all the time. And now I know what it's Ooh. from where Sam is like, potatoes, <laughs> boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Everybody says that to me all the time. And when I have told people that I finally watched the first movie of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, everyone said that to me. And I was like, did I miss a portion? That's in the second movie. (laughs) I can't tell you. At least four people have said it to me. And also, I am very big on potatoes. And I always like to say that I could eat potatoes (laughs) in any form. And everybody always yells that at me. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. And I'm like, what? Okay. (laughs) What (laughs) What is this mean? (laughs) So now I know. (laughs) Yay. More references. (laughs) Yeah. And I've also seen the potatoes as a a gift. So yeah. Meanwhile, Frodo hears something. And he runs over to the edge of the little hill they're on and he sees an army coming, which is the servants of Sauron, according to Smeagol. Mm -hmm. So he says the Dark One is gathering armies. And it sounds like this is going to be a pretty big war. Yeah. All across Middle Earth. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the war that will cover the world in shadow, he said, which I thought was a really cool line. And the servants, (laughs) this was a funny moment. The servants also have elephants and Sam pronounced elephants very weirdly. Oliphants. They're called Oliphants. <laughs> okay. They're not elephants. I was like, man, he does not know how to say elephants. He has not been to school. <laughs> they looked like elephants. They were very large, But though. they're huge. They got the big tusks. So Oliphants. Mm-hmm. And I love that moment, too, where they kind of get lost in the moment a little bit, you know, where they're seeing this mm-hmm. incredible creature that they've read about in stories that they 
never yeah. in a million years would imagine that they'd actually see. Yeah, and he said everyone at the Shire is not going to believe him. They're like smiling mm-hmm. and they're like excited and, you know, I love that. Very cute. But of course, that moment is ruined because these servants of Sauron start getting shot down with arrows. There's mm-hmm. a group of archers that is killing everybody. Somebody shoots one of the Oliphants and bad guy falls down as far as I am aware, dies in front of Frodo and Sam. And Frodo's like, ooh, we've been here for too long. We need to go. But they turn around and one of the archers is there. And he's like, okay, tie these guys up. We're taking them as prisoners. (laughs) (laughs) They have been captured. Any predictions about who those guys might be? Because we don't really get a ton of info of them in this section. I mean, I have to assume that they're good guys because they are fighting the servants of Sauron. But I don't know who they are. As far as I'm aware, they're human. Even though I know that elves are very good archers, but I think these guys are human, so I have no idea. And you know what? (laughs) The main guy that we kept seeing, blue eyes. Oh, Oh, I'll add that to he the had list. Very blue eyes. So maybe he is an elf. Ooh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Back to the fellowship guys. And we have Gimli being very funny. He really seems to be the comedic relief of the group, which is nice yeah. because I think it cuts up the movie a little bit and makes it more easily digestible. I do think that the comedic relief in this movie is perfect. I think between mm-hmm. like Gimli with this group and then Merry and Pippin get a little bit of comedic relief, like in the first movie. Mm -hmm. I think it's peppered in nicely where you're not getting too many laugh out loud moments, but enough that it's not this dark, dreary story the entire time. Yeah. So I thought this was pretty funny. Gimli was telling Eowyn that dwarf women are hard to tell apart from dwarf men. (laughs) And Aragorn is like, oh, it's the beards. So I thought that was pretty funny. And then Gimli's horse kind of rears a little bit and runs ahead and he falls off. And he's like, that was was deliberate. It was deliberate. (laughs) (laughs) So that was pretty funny. And then I wrote down, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I wrote down, Aragorn is falling in love, WTF. And then I wrote a note, which I realized was wrong. And I wrote, oh, wait, was I thinking of Boromir? Because was this not the guy who was in love with Arwen? And they had their whole moment where she was willing to give up her immortal life for him. But the question was answered a minute later because there's this weird flashback memory where he's saying, oh, I'm sleeping and Arwen is there. And then I wrote down, this guy is being shady. (laughs) She tells Aragorn that he has to go to Frodo. I don't know at what point in the timeline this happened, but he was basically saying, like, I don't know which way I'm supposed to go. And she's like, your path is ahead of you. So this happens right after the meeting that they have where the fellowship is formed right before they leave Rivendell. So it's just like a moment in between there where they're preparing to leave. He Mm -hmm. is resting, I guess, before. But yeah, it's like that short timeline between them (laughs) forming the fellowship and actually leaving Rivendell. Okay. So then flashback to present day where Eowyn is saying, where's the woman who gave you the necklace? And then we get another flashback. This one made a little bit more sense to me in terms of timeline. So basically, the elf king is telling Aragorn that Arwen is going to die. And I guess they have to split up because she needs to go live out her immortal life with the other elves. And it's for the best that she doesn't take part in this war. So Aragorn breaks up with her Mm -hmm. and he tries to give her back the necklace. And she's like, no, it's a gift. So I guess that's what happened to their relationship, which is very sad. Not thrilled about that, but at least he's not being shady. Yeah, he's not being shady because at this point he's a free man. He could do whatever he wants. And I think he's trying to Mm -hmm. see what else 
could be in his future for love. I think he loves right. Arwen, like unconditionally loves Arwen, but he does know that if she stays, she'll die and she doesn't have to die. She And even though she'll die, you know, in 40, 50, 60 years, in an elf mm-hmm. life, death is death. It doesn't matter how long That's it nothing. takes to get there. Yeah. They're thousands of years old. He doesn't think that she should choose mortality just to be with him. He wants her to live out her life to its fullest potential. So yes, at this point, they're broken up. Sad. Yes. So she has left to the undying lands and he is a free agent (laughs) and therefore the potential future relationship with Eowyn and Aragorn is possible. And I will give it my blessing if it happens. (laughs) But some other stuff has happened that maybe it won't. I don't know. Yeah. So Hama is off to the side and his horse is freaking out for a second. And then a monster comes over the cliff and attacks. And that is a war. Yeah. So I guess this is the warg army that's yep, coming. That's so Legolas kills him and he's like, oh no, it's a scout. And then everybody starts panicking. So the wargs are coming. Eowyn wants to stay and fight. The king Theoden is like, no, you have to take everyone to Helm's Deep. And she does not want to, but he's like, you have to do this for me. So she agrees to take the women and children. Then we have another moment where she's watching Aragorn go and you know that they have yep. this beautiful love story incoming potentially. I don't know. And the men <laughs> stay to fight. There's this big battle. Legolas is shooting down the wargs with his bow and arrow. We've got a little comedic relief again with Gimli where he falls off the horse and he's getting trapped. He gets saved. He kills a warg, but then somebody lands on him and then an orc comes and then he kills the orc and then there's another one. But then Aragorn <laughs> saves him again. But he's like <laughs> under this pile of just like wargs. And- yeah, just many, many bodies holding <laughs> Yeah. him down here. And then we have this scene with Aragorn and one of the warg riders and his cuff or you know his armor gets stuck to the warg and he's fighting this guy who's an orc and they're kind of going back and forth and eventually he kills the orc but he's still stuck to the warg and for whatever reason the warg being an idiot jumps off of a cliff yeah. and we are left to assume that Aragorn is dead but let me tell you my prediction I absolutely don't think he's dead because I think the characters that we have seen die have gotten very significant deaths. And I don't think that a character as important as Aragorn yeah. would die without us seeing his body or having a slow-mo sad yeah, exactly. moment. Although we do get a few of the sad moments. So that, that comes next. But yeah, so eventually the battle ends. They can't find Aragorn, obviously, because he went over the cliff. And there's a dying orc that's laughing and he's like, oh, he's dead. He took a tumble down the cliff. And they check his hand he's holding the necklace and that's definitely not a good sign so everybody assumes that Aragorn is dead so then we see the women and the children getting to Helm's Deep safely seems like a pretty strong place there's big walls up everything looks good the kids and the mom (gasps) are reunited from that little village I'm sure you're tearing up at that. (laughs) (laughs) Still haven't cried, but you know. And then the king arrives and Eowyn is like, where is everybody? We all know who she wants to see. And Gimli goes up to her and says that Aragorn fell and he is gone. And she starts crying, which I thought was a little interesting because they barely know each other. Yeah. But it's good. It's good that she's in love. Although I guess it's sad that he's presumably dead. There are some deleted scenes from this movie Mm -hmm. that I personally personally 
again, don't like, where we get a little bit more of the courting between Aragorn and Eowyn. The reason I don't like them is because she's going after him so hard and he's like barely into it <laughs> there's a like a scene where cleaner. she makes him some soup and then she's like all excited about the soup she loves the soup so much and he like takes it and then when she walks away he spits it out because it's like so bad it's like this Oof. whole thing where she makes this like horrible soup that he like absolutely Oof. hates and my thing with Eowyn I think that she kind of has two storylines going on right now she has this love story this idealized version of Aragorn that she's like got in her head that she's like in love with blah 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 but then the other side of her mm-hmm. that I personally think is the stronger story that they choose to focus on more in these films is the story of her wanting to be a warrior. You know, we've seen her yeah, say I, like I know how to use a sword because women who don't know how to use swords can still die upon them. I'm afraid of a cage. She wants to fight. Mm-hmm. I think that's her stronger storyline so I don't mind that they cut out all these love scenes and kind of just yeah. condensed it a little bit. I do agree with you then it does feel a little bit over the top but I don't know. I still Well, it's a fantasy story. Right. Right, so exactly. I'll suspend exactly. my disbelief for that one. And even though I am a lover of love, I will say, based on what you're saying, it sounds like it's a good thing that that got cut out of the main films because I think I would respect the character a lot less knowing that her main I motivation agree. is totally love. Agree. Because right now in this movie, like you said, her main motivation is being this strong soldier for yeah. her people. So definitely an interesting change. Okay, so we end at Helm's Deep. And we get a little bit of an ominous statement yep. that I think is a little bit of foreshadowing that Helm's Deep has one weakness, but it's just a little storm drain. But I feel like that is going to come back to haunt us. <laughs> so I'm curious to see what happens next. This is all Aragorn's fault. He should have just killed Grimma when he had the chance. But then, you know, if he killed Grimma, the story can't continue. <laughs> then we <wouldn't> have story. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I guess I'll be grateful yeah. for now. But I, I really don't like that guy grandma i gosh i just i already said it but i can't wait until he dies i'm sure that'll be a very satisfying moment yeah unless he survives oh my gosh can you imagine i don't think this is gonna happen but could you imagine if the trilogy ends in a bad way <laughs> grandma like take over everything and sauron and saruman win? i mean who knows <laughs> i guess we're gonna have to see how it'd be <laughs> terrible i feel like you're the type of person who appreciates a happily ever after yeah i do i do i do <laughs> but i like where we're left off in this section you know Sam and Frodo have just been captured by these archers that we know nothing about. We haven't seen Merry and Pippin in a really long time. We haven't seen Gandalf in a while. He's out there getting the horse lords to come back. And we have this impending battle Mm -hmm. at Helm's Deep because Saruman knows that that's where they went. So he's obviously going to send his armies there. And then the man who Mm -hmm. is supposed to be uniting all these people that Gandalf said, they're going to need you, Aragorn, is presumably dead. Yeah. So who knows what's going to happen next? Interesting to see what's yeah. going to happen. But I guess we'll find out next Thursday. Yes, come back and join us next Thursday for the next episode of It's All Geek to Me, The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, Two Kings, Two Rings, Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> Someone's going to hate us for this. <laughs> see you next week. You've been listening to the It's All Geek to Me podcast hosted by Leah and Kelly. Make sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player and give us a rating. You can also find us on Twitter at All Geek Podcast. New episodes drop every Thursday. See you next week. <laughs>